Welcome to our podcast, Let's Talk Mental Health, the show where we'll be discussing all aspects of mental health and wellness and how it impacts our physical health. We'll share stories and speak with our behavioral health experts to normalize conversations around mental health and the need for occasional support. Our goal is to reduce stigma and provide our listeners with the tools and resources they need to lead physically and mentally healthy lives. I'm going to be your host, Simona Trakiska, and today joining me is Josh Cutler, a senior clinical manager at Providence and Swedish. And just before we start, I want our listeners to know that the information provided during this program is for educational purposes only. You should always consult your healthcare provider if you have any questions regarding a medical condition or treatment. Hi, Josh. Thanks for joining us. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being with us here today. Um, so we met a couple of weeks ago and we did the first series on mindsets and we talked about fixed and growth mindset. And we promised our audience to expand on the topic. So today we're going to be talking about deliberative and implemental promotional and preventative mindsets. So Josh, can you please start again with telling us a little bit more about your role at Providence and then we can continue. Sure. So in my role at Providence, I work in behavioral health. I'm a licensed clinical social worker and um, lead a team of um, clinical social workers who um, work as therapists uh, that provide services to our patients. And we also have a program that specializes in taking care of our own uh, healthcare workforce. So we see physicians and nurses and environmental services folks and administrative folks and um, really people of all backgrounds that work in the system and um, are helping them to, you know, uh, address some of their stress and some of what might be on their mind. So certainly mindsets come up a lot in the work that I do. Amazing. Um, and last time when we talked, you know, we discussed how thoughts and emotions impact our behaviors and our attitudes and how particular mindsets can play a critically important role in regards to our mental health and how we overall feel in regards to um, state of mind. Um, and so there has been a lot of research done around mindsets um, and you know, human motivation, uh, positive psychology, and particularly um, there is an American psychologist, John Marshall Reeve, um, who wrote Understanding Motivation and Emotion. And a lot of the material today that we're gonna be incorporating in our conversation, it's coming from his work. So. Can you remind us, what is a mindset? So a mindset is, is really the way that you're, um, what you're focusing your attention on. So um, one way to think about it, and this is gonna be some kind of fancy words, but that it's a cognitive framework that guides our attention and decision-making. Um, so basically it's a way of, um, well, it's basically a lens of how you look at what you look at reality through. And and so once you have that lens on, it uh, produces downstream consequences on how we approach our goals. So it's sort of like the direction you're choosing to go or look at things. Um, and this framework comes to be formed by our thoughts, feelings, um, emotions, attitudes, and motivations. So there's a lot to it. Um, and so we talked about last time, uh, the growth mindset is that people can adopt and continue to evolve their capabilities through effort that we can aim to reach different levels of potential and success in life um, where that's contrasted with the fixed mindset that um, basically 
it is the way it is. We're not going to expand. We're not going to learn and grow. People don't change. It's just, this is how I am. And so when we, um, more and more we're hearing about fixed and growth mindset kind of in, in our culture, and those are really important concepts to be aware of, but I'm excited today to talk with you about um, some broader ways to think about mindset beyond just fixed and growth. Absolutely. There is so much going on in, in our mind and being able to be these self-assessors of where we're at, it seems like it can really help us to be more focused, especially when it comes down to, you know, making decisions and pursuing objectives. So we make decisions on a daily basis and how we approach and execute on each goal matters, whether this is a project or it's a personal choice in regards to our life. Um, so deliberative mindset it's kind of like being open-minded. Um, and it's in this moment when you're deciding what are the pros and the cons of pursuing a goal and you're being curious about different perspectives or different options on how to go about it. You're open to considerations. So strategically, it seems like it's, uh, it's, a, it's good to have a deliberative mindset before you start to pursue a goal. And this is where you're probably also considering what are my capabilities or what's really possible. Right. And so then the implemental mindset on the other side, it's uh, this state of mind where you are now completely focused and now you're in this implementational uh, uh, state of mind where you are not allowing much deliberation to enter uh, your mind because then you're getting distracted. So you're staying focused on the goal attainment. And, you know, you're having more persistency and productivity versus, you know, in this kind of like open state of mind. Um, so it's interesting because a lot of times when people make decisions, they can be all over the place. So I have a question in regards to can mindsets coexist? So for example, can deliberation be part of the implemental process? And if so, to what extent it's useful? Sure. I mean, I think um, in, in order to implement anything you need to have a vision and and a plan and and that usually takes um stepping back if, if you're going to be very effective um and and sometimes that's kind of going back and um <clears throat> i mean i love to spend time visioning things and um i've been um, <laughs> accused of having my head in the clouds um daily i think and and so um but i've also learned that that's not a place i can really get things done and um and here at providence uh, i work with a lot of amazing senior leaders that um are amazing at dreaming up okay this is going to be what the next big thing is um but then also being able to change gears and say, how do we implement this? And often it's not the executive that then gets into the nitty gritty. It's like we bring the project manager in and, mm -hmm. um, and I actually have gotten to live at the middle, the intersection of that and the programs that I've built in our system where um, I get to work with senior leadership and get a sense of what their vision is, but then, and be part of visioning that together. And then, um, putting that into action in the day-to-day, -day, implementing it, um, that takes a different level of focus and a different kind of attention and a lot of sp spreadsheets and you're no longer kind of dreaming dreaming big so much. You're just you know, kind of paring away to, to be able to be effective because it can get easy to get caught up in just 
dream, 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 and, and never accomplish anything. And certainly in the area I work in behavioral health, um, there are no end of, of challenges and we need big, bold vision, um, but we also need people that know how to get things done and, and make things happen. Cause I am kind of at the point where I um, am no longer interested in just dreaming big and bemoaning the problems in the system if we're not willing to actually put our time and energy and sweat equity into making a change. Um, mm -hmm. And so, so that's where I think bringing these two things in. And, um, and that's what I, one thing I love about Providence is that we have um, all those different professionals. I work with a team that includes an MD and an MBA and a project manager. And so we bring these different skill sets together who can say, okay, here's a tough um, problem let's solve it together. And, and then you bring all these different mindsets into it. And, um, and so sometimes different mindsets can be just inside your own head. And sometimes you got to bring somebody else in that has more of that strength. <laughs> well, you're so right. And, you know, this reminds me of this concept of flow. And, you know, a lot of times when we get into the flow, it's because our own capabilities can actually match the difficulty of the task quite well. Um, and otherwise we're not getting bored or we're not getting overwhelmed. And when we talk about mindsets, it seems like there is an individual mindset, but also the benefit of collective mindset setting and working together so we can better execute on projects, um, you know, despite how big they are or what the length of, uh, you know, execution must be. Um, so rolling up your sleeves, after deliberation and kind of like having a very narrow focus to execute seems to be the right path to go. So when we say close-minded, is that always a bad thing? Being close-minded is associated with fixed mindset, which kind of like carries a negative connotation. But then when we talk about implemental mindset, when we apply close-mindedness to implemental mindset, it seems like there is a positive purpose. Yeah, I think it really depends on kind of what your intention is in that moment and and what um i think a lot about values and committed action like what are you um trying to do right now what what lives out the best version of of you and and how you want to be showing up in the world um and if you've made some commitments or want to be getting certain things done and um it, it can be really distracting to keep your mind totally mm -hmm. open and um, spend a lot of time kind of debating, weighing the pros and cons. At some point, you just got to settle in and work it out. I mean, it it can be as simple as just an example of like, where do we go for dinner? Like, um, I went out for dinner last night with my family and we kind of debated for a little while, but at some point we just had to decide like, okay, we're getting sushi. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we did. Um, or or when my kids like um, don't uh, you know we're trying to leave the house and I have um, daughters that are amazing artists that will happily just work on their art projects or look at their iPads um, and there's times when I just like no I need you to focus on leaving the house. Get your shoes on. Let's go. Um, we're, we're leaving on vacation tonight, and I think there's going to be a lot of that. And um, and so, you know, certainly there are times when putting those blinders on is appropriate to be mm -hmm. able to get things done. And um, 
And I think as, you know, as certainly as adults, we, we learn to do that. And I think the people that are most effective uh, can go back and forth because also people can be way too rigid and, and say, well, this is the way I've learned to do things in the world and the, what works for me. And I don't understand why everybody doesn't do it this way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and so that, that can be a slippery slope, but I mean, I've really come to, it's like, yeah, these things work for me and I've come to really appreciate that other people do things really differently, but that's working for them and that's fine. And maybe we can learn something from each other. Um, but yeah. Yeah. That self-expression, it's so important because then, you know, when everybody has this, uh, openness to hear others and to see their beliefs and to see how they function in life, whether it's, you know, from the smallest thing to the biggest thing, then a more cohesive environment can be created and things can be more at flow. So how important it is to distinguish our approach and assess the right mindset for each step of our decision-making process, like from goal setting to goal striving? Um, it depends on whether or not, um, you know, we can even recognize you know what's happening in this particular moment where am i at am i focused am i distracted um what are the external kind of like barriers or is that internal almost like recognizing what is in my control and what is outside of my control because a lot of the frustration sometimes comes when you know you know that you're doing the right things and you're being productive you're being efficient you're being focused but then there are external elements that sometimes disrupt your um, kind of like tempo in regards to reaching an objective. So when we talk about frustrations and things being outside of your control, what is your advice for our audience? What they should do in this type of moments? Well, I think, yeah, that piece about what is and isn't our control, I, I certainly in my psychotherapy work with folks bring up the serenity prayer a lot of, mm-hmm. um, you know, grant me the, um, the ability to, you know, understand the things I can change and, um, and what I can't and the wisdom to know the difference. And um, I think that wisdom to knowing the difference is key. And, and the mindsets are a, something that, I mean, the, like we were just talking about the psychology behind this is, is sort of complex and there's some, um, fancy language, but you don't necessarily need to remember all of that. It can be more of being mindful of, okay, am I in go mode or am I in like thinking mode, you know, Mm -hmm. reflecting mode? And that's how I would think of deliberative versus implemental. Um, Am I stepping back right now or am I diving in? And and what's going to be best for the situation right now? And and how can I... um, Best. And if service is important to you, thinking about how can I best be of service, um, and and so that's really a mindfulness process, and and being uh, mindful of your mind, and <laughs> um, and just recognizing that our mind is a tool, and it and our thoughts are just thoughts, and we have some ability to direct them. And there's times when our thoughts and feelings are out of our control, and that's you know, okay, but we certainly can choose what we put our attention on and that um, can what be what forms our mindset. And so if we can recognize, you know, this thought that I'm putting a lot of attention on right now isn't really helpful and I'm trying to get this done over here and it seems like uh, a more deliberative mindset is important. Like maybe you're in go mode and you're taking action, you're implemental and you're just hitting all these walls 
Like that happens. That happens all the mm-hmm. time. That happens to me when I'm sitting with a patient who's struggling with something or when I'm starting a big program and you know we're we've got our project plan and we're working through it and then we hit big big barriers. And those are times when it's really important to step back because otherwise you're just you keep pushing on the details and you're not getting anywhere. So stepping back and being a little bit deliberative, but consciously doing that, like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to shift, I'm going to pivot here and I'm going to have a different approach. Um, And then often you're then able to, you know, more effectively address, you know, the the issue or the challenge that you're taking on. Um, Again, all with the goal of moving you towards um, your values and the life that's important to you. And so it seems like when we talk about these different mindsets, they can be kind of intertwined in a way. And taking a step back sometimes, even though in an implemental mode, if you're hitting all of these barriers and walls, it's actually good to take a step back and think about what's happening. What can I change? So next, we're going to be talking about promotional mindsets. So promotional mindset, it's about advancing oneself and reaching some sort of a gain, like a reward from an investment of personal effort or even financial investment. And then prevention mindset on the other side is triggered by different motivation. And it's about maintaining the security and the safety net that you already have. So it's not about gaining more, but it's actually protecting what you already have and sustaining it. So this is quite interesting because when we think about motivation, right, a lot of people think about achieving more, evolving, doing more. But the prevention mindset is actually triggered by the motivation of keeping everything as is. And success in regards to change, it's not particularly necessary. So can you tell us a little bit more about this mindset? Like, So the promotional mindset and preventative mindset, it's, it's, it's really interesting to think about in the context of when I was thinking about particularly the preventative piece, because at the extreme, it can show up as anxiety and hypervigilance and not being able to move forward. Um, and and also at the extreme, I would say the promotional mindset can show up as too much risk taking, um, really not being grounded, not having the ability to um, have safety kind of in the in the present moment. And uh, and it, it really is important to to have both and to, again, be mindful about what you're doing, because, um, you know, anybody that does any investing and i'm the last person to give you advice on that knows that there's some you know there's some risk involved and i was talking earlier about you know launching programs and we we definitely you know write up a budget with our best intentions and understand what the challenges might be um but then at some point you just got to go for it (laughs) and Mm -hmm. so and so having a certain level of risk tolerance and my hope would be that if people have been able to experience some of that in life, sometimes people have had some really bad things happen that like maybe came out of nowhere and they just felt like I'm never like I'm never going to put myself out there emotionally that way again. Or I'm never going to take that risk financially. And I got this solid job, even though I'm not loving it, I'm just going to keep it as long as 
possible and retire here because I don't want to ever have that uncertainty again. And that may work for them. That's fine. But it may also hold them back from other ways of showing up in their life if, if that's kind of where they're stuck. And, um, and so that's where I think being able to be conscious of both of those things and, again, be mindful of um, how do I want to use that? Because I, I think we, we all have the ability to be in promotional or preventative mindset. It's just how much time we spend in each one. And, and a lot of that is often, you know, based on our earlier experiences and probably the experiences of those around us and the adults in our lives when we were kids and how they showed up. And sometimes it's my parents were like this, so I'm like this, or my parents were like this, so I'm not going to be like this at all. <laughs> and yeah. I hear both sides of it. It's so interesting what you say, because when I think about myself, you know, there are many risks that I have taken in my life. And I have been very adventurous in, in my life in regards to I've traveled a lot. I have pursued different careers. I've, you know, changed, uh, you know, uh, different majors. And, and then there are things that I have been so protective of, meaning I have not been willing to expand beyond them. And I have sustained them in time the way that they are, whether, you know, that's that's a home, whether that's, you know, particular friendships. So I have been very, in, in, I think, in a prevention mindset, almost like a protective mindset of what I have built over the years. And now my goal is to really keep it safe without, uh, you know, risking it in, in any way. So it's interesting when you think even about relationships with others um, in which mindset you are in, you know, whether you're pursuing new friendships when you're in implemental mindset <laughs> or deliberative mindset, should I invest time, you know, getting to know somebody or, you know, putting an effort or energy into something that may not serve me well uh, versus, you know, seeing the benefits and kind of like weighting the pros and the cons. So when we talk about mental health and, you know, being mindful of our minds, let's say that somebody's going through a tremendous amount of stress, which right now, uh, you know, around the world is probably most of us. What would you say that people should do in regards to, you know, identifying where they're at, first of all, and then second of all, you know, giving them kind of like an idea of how they can get into a particular mindset that right now could be helpful in regards to getting better or sustaining some level of well-being. Mm -hmm. Well, I think if you're experiencing a lot of stress um, and and it's feeling overwhelming, often it that is when we're triggered to be um more in that preventative mindset because we're just in survival mode and uh also in the probably implemental mindset where we're just going 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 to survive you know we just got to take care of the details of the day and even to be able to carve out just a few minutes um and i would recommend pulling out a pen and a paper and and jotting some things down that that might be helpful to um help you create a, a little bit more space in your life um sometimes stress i mean it, there's a lot of external factors and certainly the times that we're living in are very stress stressful and the context that we, we live in is just you know kicks up all of our reactions in our nervous system around fight or flight um but we are very resilient and 
you probably wouldn't have gotten into what you're into now that's a big challenge and maybe really stressful if you hadn't built up some strong muscles in the past and sometimes we just forget like what has worked for us as far as um being able to take good care of ourselves so taking some time to just step back and and making a list of what are some things i can do today that could maybe help me be a little bit more grounded be a little bit more uh, present so that might be mindfulness that might be taking a walk that might be having a quiet meal eating something healthy spending time with family calling a friend uh, there's a lot of things that that could include and also then taking a step back to look at and this is a that deliberative process of like well how am i spending my time i mean i look back at my week and i saw you know a number of patients and then i was in a whole bunch of meetings um we we recently had this email come out from leadership around um all non-essential meetings were supposed to be canceling because of uh covid and how much um people wow. to be focused on that especially for clinical folks of which i'm one and but I found myself thinking about well then why were some of these meetings on my calendar in the first place if they weren't essential? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And so uh, so that's been an interesting thing to be thinking about, just like when I'm committing to things, um, making sure that that's gonna be really the best use of my time because we can't pour from an empty cup and there's only so much we have to give. And even though it feels like we have to go, 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 um drawing those boundaries and making sure that we're able to take care of ourselves um because if we're not able to do that if we fall apart we're not going to be able to help anybody else mm -hmm. and so um so that's where i think yeah taking time to be mindful and uh, often we know what to do and if you don't like reach out to a professional talk to a friend i mean there's lots of great strategies out there um but it starts with committing to slowing down and making space for you know thinking about what that might be thank you for sharing and i i love what you just said in regards to you know just putting things down on a piece of paper and you know kind of like having you know what are the things that are in my control and what are the things that are outside of my control and how can i be in this particular moment so i can sustain you know in a good state of mind whatever that is because it seems that when we talk about all of these different mindsets there isn't really a bad one. I mean, if we were to pick one out of the, you know, six that we have discussed thus far, probably the fixed mindset is the one that it's it's not necessarily terrible, but in regards to personal evolution, is the one that is the least helpful. Um, and then the other thing that you mentioned was, you know, these meetings that are on your calendar. And I think that a lot of people have gone through this. Like before we used to have, you know, all of these, you know, meetings and, and vision that, you know, certain conversations should be held. And now with COVID, things have changed. And collectively as an organization, uh, organizations across the world have really rethought, uh, you know, what's, what needs the most attention. So I kind of like love that shift as well, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, I think there will be some silver linings to this, no doubt. Um, but I think we're a ways from <laughs> being able to find out what, what all of them will be. But I think things like, like that certainly are. 
Yes, uh, definitely we still have a lot to go through uh, in, in on an individual level and collective level, um, which is also something that we mentioned, you know, when we talked about the growth and fixed mindset in the previous episodes. So, Josh, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. I think that this was a really useful conversation for our listeners, you know, being able to understand it. Sometimes, uh, you know, their state of mind, it's dictating, you know, helping or preventing them to reach a goal. And there is a difference between goal striving and goal achievement and attainment. So um, I think that this will be really useful for them. Thanks for having me on. And this is definitely a subject I'm really passionate about. And I have certainly spent my share of time in the mindsets that weren't as helpful it's it's good now to recognize the times fixed mindset can be effective you just have to be mindful about how you're using it but um i i also wanted to highlight i i talk about it in my uh book my memoir that just came out the day hospital i get into uh mindsets a bit and talk a bit about my experiences of maybe being in uh fixed mindsets that weren't helping me very much and led to some mental health spirals and how i pulled out of that so um that's something that people can check out as well actually can you tell us a little bit more about the book that you wrote yeah yeah it's called the day hospital and it's available on amazon it's a memoir that's um about my experiences as a mental health professional who's also uh, experienced serious mental illness myself and my recovery journey and they can order it on amazon yes Wonderful. Well, thank you, Josh, again for joining us today on Let's Talk Mental Health. We look forward to continuing the important conversation in the future episodes. Make sure to listen to all of our podcasts on Dash Radio under Future of Health Radio on your favorite podcast platform. And be sure to follow us on social media. We can be found on Twitter and Facebook at Providence and Instagram under Providence Health Systems. To learn more about our mission, programs, and services, go to providence.org. Josh, thank you again. Have a beautiful day. Thank you.